Hello there, and welcome to episode 62 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and with me, as always, is your other host, my son, Colin. Yo. We have changed venue. Again. We are now in your apartment. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I always feel the need to, like, tell everybody where yeah. we are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It is a little weird. I guess because I just... I think they're actually supposed to think that we don't change places every time. Well, I think that's kind of the point. Maybe that's why I feel like I have to. Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't know. Well, I guess when I listen to podcasts, I do wonder where people are. Really? I kind of do. Mm. Maybe that's why I feel like I well, We don't have a video, so... Why I need to say where we are. Do you know of podcasts that have videos? Star Wars podcasts? Um... Yeah. A couple. Like who? I mean, I, I don't listen to that many podcasts, so. My major mainstay ones don't, but they'll put the audio on YouTube. Oh, okay. Which you mentioned wanting to do a long time ago, and then that never happened. But anytime you would want to do that, that'd be probably good. Yeah, maybe, yeah. It's just another, another way we can put it out there, I guess. Yeah. But anyway... The Bad Batch is back. Indeed. I'm so excited. <laughs> Colin doesn't look that excited, but he I'm is. So, I'm just, my allergies make me tired, you know. Yeah. I always, I always feel the need for a ailment update as well. Oh. <laughs> you have to tell everyone? Only because it affects the recording quality. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe because I'm 51 and I'm getting to that age where I'm, the first thing you do is tell people... My back, my back hurts. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. my eyes are going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's we're both have we're both struggling a little bit with the this is called ENT well, area, yeah. ear, nose, throat. Oh, oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's gonna be a lot of throat clearing, a lot of cough drop sucking, a lot of tea drinking, etc. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we can't, we can't do it any other way. <laughs> so the Bad Batch is back, as I said, season two, and they dropped a two-part premiere, I would say, uh, the first two episodes, even though they were two separate episodes. It is one big story. And I think I think we decided we were going to do this co- Bad Batch coverage kind of like that. You know, we might not be doing it every week. If there's an arc or something, we're just going to wait till the arc's over. Okay. Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen? Mandalorian's going to start before the Bad Batch is even over. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, geez. It's totally true. And um, we're not fancy and we don't get episodes in advance. So it's it's literally week to week for us. So you being a busy human, um, I just think it's probably better to... To do them in batches <laughs> appropriate <laughs> yeah. and and the rumors continue to swirl that damon lindelof is developing star wars yeah it's pretty crazy and i feel the return of i the series i fear i feel and i fear because it's gonna be on me to do the research and stuff that we should continue our what was the name of the series oh dude don't know. Dang I don't it. Remember. Well, our Star Wars. Something like Lost Wars or something like that? <laughs> no. Something stupid. <laughs> it was not Star Wars. 
stupid. It's not Lost Wars. That is lame. But I feel like we probably are going to need to just, I'm just saying, do another episode in our Lost slash Star Wars comparison series because it's not as though these are official announcements that are coming out. They're definitely not. Right. And I don't even know if they're reliable sources, to be honest. But it seems like every two, three weeks, there's another one. Like, True. I just saw another one yesterday that they're casting. Oh, geez. Yeah. So. What's going on, dude? If this is all true, I think they're going to announce it at Celebration. And it behooves us to, to like, at least make a trilogy of episodes about it. Don't you think? Yeah. Do you think, what if John Locke is in it? Oh. Imagine. <gasps> Don't say that. <laughs> Don't make me want things. Terry O'Quinn. Yeah. Don't make me oh. want things. Come on. As an Imperial officer, that would be the greatest Bro. thing. <laughs> oh. Now, see, now. Manifest. I hate you. That Now I'm just going to be mad if he's not. Ugh. I already want. Out of every person in Lost, if they were in that, if they, he made a movie, if there was one person, I think him, he would be the one. I think probably him. Yeah, I think you're right. I already want Regina King. Yeah swinging a lightsaber like that's that's top no- like that's number one facts wish list on the wish who's list. Regina King sorry uh you know Regina King from um 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 he put her in oh my god the show with the smiley face what the, the smiley face on HBO I've been begging you to watch it for like 10 years and you still haven't watched it Watchmen yes Watchmen oh <laughs> oh yeah that would be sick actually i mean she practically she already, already was yeah, that's true <laughs> but uh if he yeah if he's doing a star wars and he doesn't oh, put true. her in that'd it so that'd cool. be okay why are we talking about this let's, let's move on <laughs> okay bad batch bad batch okay um you are yelling i'm sorry it's okay <laughs> I people ex- can definitely hear you i got so. excited about lost <laughs> <laughs> okay bad batch General general comments. Colin just watched them, so yeah, true. I'll remember this time. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I liked it. I liked the animation quite a bit and the music. I liked the sound effects as well, and the voice acting was really good. Uh, isn't that everything? I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much everything. I mean, the plot's good so far. While he was watching it, I just said. Uh, to me, flawless, flawless execution of what this what show is. is. Yeah, yeah, yes. uh, yeah. It, d- it definitely felt like that. And I have it's a lo- so weird too to watch this after Andor too. Well, yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, it's such an abrupt pivot from Andor's tone. Yeah, yeah dude. That I oh. was actually, I was a little bit worried. Not really worried because that I you do. would expect everything to be well. That no, 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 no. It was just, it's a huge pivot. Yeah. And as much as we, and everyone else on the planet, mostly adored Andor, and you know there were these people who were like, all Star Wars should be like Andor. No, no. I've made it very clear. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Andor has that its make Andor bad. Andor has its perfect place. Yeah. The Bad Batch does as well. They're very yeah. different places. Very different. That's true. 
like, for instance, the pacing. As you mentioned, these two episodes of The Bad Batch move, especially the first one, move so fast. Right. That I actually, my brain can't, my brain can't keep up. Yeah, it was I ha- hard. I had to watch, I mean, this is my brain that fires at the pace of maybe a fast snail, but that's about it. Like, I, my brain just, it doesn't fire like it used to, so... If there's a lot of action going on, a lot of times I have to watch something more than once to really ca- like capture what is happening on the screen. Right. And that first episode, a lot of the action kind of got by me. Like it, something would happen and I'd be like, wait a minute, how'd they get there? Like I, <laughs> I completely missed how Wrecker and Hunter ended up together. <laughs> because yeah. Wrecker was with the other group before and sure. then all of a sudden I look away for a split second and they're together. I'm like, what? <laughs> hang on what happened so that's on me that is not on the show oh you know what total topic change for a second you know, this is you know what what i can't say this i can't say this because you're gonna get mad at me for interrupting you about this never mind it's too late, <laughs> it's too late. you have to say it now uh i was just thinking about my capstone of course okay calm down calm down I was just thinking about it, and I actually got excited for a second. You know how rare it is that I get excited about these mm. projects, like while I'm doing it. Normally, I'm so excited like before it, and then I'm doing it. I'm like, "This is hell on earth," and then after, I'm like, "That was hell on earth." I'm. Uh, but I just had a moment. Very glad you're excited. Sorry, I'm back though. Focus. I'm back. Focus on me. I'm back. Focus on what I'm saying. Okay. See now, I forget. What I'm <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Dang it, child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how I have to pay close attention or I get lost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ironic. Wait, is that are you serious? I literally like, I have to the pay meta. close. I haven't written I have to pay close attention or I get lost and what's oh going gosh. on. The matter. But okay. Again, Andor, fantastic. Bad batch, also fantastic. But remember how we were talking about Andor is just I don't think you're gonna sit down with your five year old. Well, yeah, and clearly, watch dude. Bix getting tortured by a Nazi. Bad Batch like, is for children. It, it is definitely for kids. Yeah, but they put it. Um, they always put some stuff in there. Yeah, it's like kind of like whoa. It makes it more that's complex. Honestly, yeah. like the ending of the second episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of complexity going on under the surface of what just looks like a super fun action based um, show. Yeah. Which it is that. Like the action in this was really, really good. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I actually really liked how how not violent it was. Mm, if you know what I mean? Yeah. I appreciate that. For kids. It, unlike original Clone War. You always have to compare it to well, original Clone Wars when true. you watch this kind of stuff. Because God. There were literally <laughs> people getting their necks broken in that series. It was really dark. I mean this this these episodes had a a moment or two of oh dang. Yeah, yeah. But they it t- it basically takes place. Off. You don't see it happening. Yeah, it's good. It's you know? it, I like it. I like that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely geared towards kids. But I wouldn't say it's like immature storytelling. No. It's, it's really not. Yeah, and I think that that's because of the acting. To be honest, I actually think that that's because of the acting because the script is good, but it's not the words that 
grab you, at least for me, it's like the convincing character. You know what I mean? It's sometimes like, it's the words. Sometimes uh, the, the script is. Um, there were a couple scenes least, in this that yeah, I was I guess, like, yeah. oh, but nice. most of the time, most of the time, it's the characters and the acting that are very convincing. Well, for me, and the sound. D. Bradley Baker. And animation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, I don't even know back. what else to say about him. The throne. He just. I, it baffles me. Yeah, it's pretty it cool. Baffles me. I don't understand cool. how he does it. Yeah. Because we get a new character in this arc. Uh, Captain Wilco. Uh-huh. And he's different. Yeah. He's, I mean, I, 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 I don't lower. know. There's a span of about five minutes, and I think it's the first episode, where other than Michelle Ong, who plays Omega, no one else speaks but D. Bradley Baker. <laughs> and he speaks through like six different characters. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't understand. It's so, so good. wild. It's it is wild. wild. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to kind of general impression. I really thought, I don't know if this was purposeful. Maybe it was not. But the se- the similar theme between these two episodes and Andor, actually very interesting. Okay. This is basically on the surface. Oh, I see that. Aldani. I see that. The Aldani arc. This is fair. I didn't know where you were going with that, but makes sense. And again, I I don't know if it was purposeful or not. Bro. That they're trying to draw that comparison. Because this show was supposed to come out. Remember how they postponed it? This show was supposed to come out like last... Like fallish i'm gonna say late summer early fall uh-huh. and they pushed it off which at the time seemed like the right decision because andor really didn't take up a lot of space but it, it would have been in it would have been very kind of weird to have them both on at the same time and and be like wait a minute this is pretty much the same story yeah, <laughs> one's animated and one's real you know live action yeah so maybe that had something to do with that. Maybe uh, who knows? But in retrospect, I think it's interesting that they did this similar uh, theme of basically robbing, yeah, robbing the rich to give to yeah. the poor, yeah, type of story, and how differently they ended those stories. True. True. That's a good point. I don't know. Do. I just thought it was very, it was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. I was going to say, by the way, is is uh, would you consider the the thing that happens in Rogue One as a heist at the end? Is that a totally heist? Totally a heist. Okay, yeah. I was going to say I thought the first Star Wars heist was Solo, but it's that. I totally suppose. a heist, yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting that once Rogue One came out, there's so many Star Wars heists. Now. There's that. <laughs> yeah. There's the train heist in Solo. There's... Bad Batch, Bad Batch, like 50% of the time is... Andor has a heist. Uh, I think Boba Fett had a heist, didn't it? You're asking me to remember that far back? <laughs> um, ah, maybe it didn't, actually. What did they heist? I don't think they did. Oh, yeah. They heisted the the ship. Yep. That... They're, they're, I, I really do think that once that came out and once it did so well, I think everyone's like, okay, 
Star Wars heists people like are heists. cool. Yeah, they, I mean they are. They're, they're always they're fun. So unexpected. You don't really know what happens too. Like they're they're always so open. Like someone could show up that you're not expecting, or they could fail when you're not expecting. You know, it's cool. Yes, they. You, I never really thought about that, but you're right. They've gone all in. They really did. like seriously. Like there's <laughs> every so many show now. has a heist. <laughs> yeah, there's so many now. <clears throat> but I liked it. I, I think it's cool that they do that now. Um, well, and it's kind of it's baked into the DNA of the Bad Batch because they're always going on these missions yeah. for Sid, and usually it's, you know, yeah, for some sort of value, right? All right, I noticed that. Okay, so the first episode, the title is "Spoils of War," and written by Jennifer Corbett, Ooh. whom we love, yeah, and directed by Stuart Lee. And I am sorry, I neglected to research what other things he has directed, but that name looks very familiar. I feel like he's done Bad Batch already. Oh, okay. Before. And I just kind of have some notes here. This is going back to what I said about Flawless. A couple of episodes. The animation. Yeah. Itself. So good. Spectacular. Too good. Opening with the water planet. Like, we already saw that scene. No, it's nice, you know, though. But showing off anytime there's anytime (laughs) there's animated water that one shot when she's looking underwater Uh uh-huh too much (laughs) showing up that is two seconds of like why did you put so much effort in that absolutely will allow it because they deserve yeah to be recognized for how gorgeous the animation they're crazy joel aaron and his lighting and effects team bruh why are you going <laughs> so hard, my guy? I mean, we saw it last season, especially in the last couple of episodes. Yeah, it's very cinematic. My writing. God. It actually just... reminds me of anime quite a bit. Like it's... those really good, like like uh, like Evangelion anime type stuff. None of which I've watched, so I'll take your word for it. Ghost in the Shell? No. Oh, dude, that's so good. The lighting in that movie is crazy. I have a huge gaping um, hole in my nerd. That's pretty bad. And it's called. That's pretty bad. Anime. Have you not seen uh, Spirited Away? Oh, no. I've seen movies. Well, yeah. I've definitely seen movies. Okay. But not shows. Okay. Okay. Well. You have to. You have to see that. I know. Both I know. of those. I know. I know. I know. There's like certain ones that are. You're just a loser if you haven't watched. Uh, so. If I said, if I had to say the three that you need to watch, you need to watch. I forget the whole name, but it ends with Evangelion. I know. I, I know what you're talking about because it's on Netflix and I see it all the time. Like the big face pop up. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, and in my opinion, I think you should just watch Attack on Titan just because everyone knows Attack on Titan. But I was like, going to say it's... that would probably be the first one I would watch because I hear about oh. it literally Dude, it is daily. a rough... It is a rough... Wa- it was hard for me to watch. I, I was going through like depression a little bit and Jackson, my friend, showed me that show. And the first the first episode, I knew it was violent because <laughs> there's these giant things. Like I knew it was violent for some reason. I didn't know what was happening, but... The first episode, it was like ten, like 10 minutes in. It's like, oh, dude, I'm going to be traumatized watching this oh, show. Oh, no. It's so bad, man. But the pl- but it's like the acting is just like incredible. So intense. Like, I don't think I've seen... I'm, I'm trying to think of a show. What is a show you've seen that's very intense? Like, so intense. You're like, holy... Chernobyl. 
We talked about that last week. That's true, but, like, you kind of know already what happens. Like, I'm talking about, like, suspense. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Chernobyl. But you know about Chernobyl. No, I know, but you don't know what happens to these individual people. Oh, okay. I guess. But, yeah, I think think it's on the level of, like, um, the ending of, what's that show? Like Breaking Bad. I was gonna say, yeah, Breaking Bad's a little suspenseful. But yeah, I don't know. It's unle it's unheard of all right, suspense. All right. I will I'm gonna eventually watch it, I know. Yeah. I just don't know when. Okay. Um but anyway, yeah. Joel Aaron, I don't Yeah, it's legendary. Already boom. Really hoping at some point to run into that guy. Ooh, because be cool. I will have to give him a keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> you know what? He probably needs it. People don't know why that's funny. Do they but not know? I think <clears throat> they know. It's There's it, no way we have not talked about that. I'm sure we have, but <laughs> I'm not even going to describe it. If you know, you know. That's yeah, all I can if say. If you know, you know. Um, and then again, I have D. Bradley Baker written down. Genius. Yeah. Marvel. Don't understand him. His <laughs> brain has got... I would like someone to hook him up to an EEG. Yeah. While he's recording, <laughs> you should see like because I would like to. Or I guess it's not people. an EEG, but like the one where that you can see the areas lighting up. Oh yeah, that's, that uh, kind of a scan is that a PET scan? I think it's tens. Anyway, I oh, want to scan. Yeah, yeah, I want to see his brain lighting Cat up. Scan. I want to see his brain lighting up. Yeah. While he's re- recording seven different people all in one conversation. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I can't understand. Uh, and the Kiners yeah. are going off. At yeah. least they did in these two episodes. Yeah, it's pretty good. I it, was I was convinced of it. It was, you know, we're back to our traditional yeah. orchestral Star Wars music after Nicholas Bertel's brilliant non-traditional score in Andor. Yeah. Which I kind of got used to. So when this show started and it was like, oh... Marches. Right. <laughs> I forgot. A march. Yeah. A march. Right off the bat. And the Bad Batch theme? It always gets me. It it's gets so me good. going. And it's the fact so that, good, dude. The fact that they don't use it in the opening credits either, and you just kind of have to wait for it in yeah, the episode. Nice. I really love that. That's true. I love the way they do that. Okay. Uh, let's see what I have written. So I wrote down this as a great introduction to season two. I the agree. opening scene because you can it's see honestly, that Amoga, 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 Amiga, Amiga, Amogus, Amogus is definitely taller. Yeah, she's grown. She looks different. She looks like that. If you're a parent, that transition <laughs> between I would say ages nine or ten. To ages 11 or 12 or 13. Like you hmm. you just wake up one day and your kid looks like a teenager. It's weird. It's so <laughs> weird when it happens to you. And I think that's kind of... And I think that it says in the thing there's only... It says months later. So that could mean yeah. 11 months. Yeah. Or that could mean four months. I don't know. But it's been enough time that she's definitely looks different. And she got a new outfit. Yep. And she it's got an a interesting outfit. You like her outfit? Yeah, it's it's pretty different. I like it. it. Honestly, like, she's Australian, right? New Zealand. New Zealand. Dang it. Sorry. My bad. Uh, honestly, the outfit, I don't know anything about fashion in New Zealand, but I like how it's not 
like the rest of the Bad Batch, obviously. It mm-hmm. kind of stands out. In my opinion, it's not. I don't think it is. I think it stands out. Well, practically speaking, they're probably like, we're not going to get you a set of armor. You're just yeah, going to grow out of it in two months. It's like when you when you have to buy shoes for your kids. I'm not going to buy you Jordan well, tennis do you, shoes. Do you remember you know? how, how much people wanted her to have armor, though? I do remember. And it's so stupid to think that she would get it because... There's literally no way that would work. I you mean, obviously don't bad have kids. Story if you yeah. if you expect them to invest in armor right now, yeah, <laughs> she does have a helmet though. Uh-huh. So maybe what we're gonna see is little by little they start adding pieces. That would be cute. It would be cool. I like that. And she has clearly become better with the crossbow. Yeah. And I can't ever not feel amazing that she has. A crossbow. It's very satisfying. Because it just reminds me of the, you know, Sith witches. Oh, true. Every time yes. she pulls that out, I'm like, ah. Oh, Long witches. live. Yeah. Um, they make a point to definitely show you she has leveled up. <laughs> Prestige. She's very capable. True. In these couple of episodes. Physically. Yeah. Emotionally. Still a child, clearly, but um, that's that's normal. Yeah, that's normal for a kid, to be honest. Yeah, they're most kids physically mature faster than they mentally mature. True. So I like that they're on that path, and um, I am still on my. I have written. I'm still on my force sensitive omega agenda until they tell me otherwise. <laughs> and let me just say, I listened to an interview or two and someone mentioned to michelle ang who's the voice actress uh mentioned something about her being force sensitive Uh uh-huh she laughed nervously dude and said oh omega's that that's not on omega's mind at all that's how she addressed that. <laughs> it wasn't a, oh, I think you're, mm, I don't think so. It was. Well, obviously it wouldn't be on her mind because she doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't know any Jedi. Yikes. Well, she doesn't know, period. She wouldn't know, you know. I guess that's true. But she also has just never met a Jedi, which we know is going to change this season. So I'm just Wait, like. Wait, do we? Yeah. Gunji? Gunji? The oh, Wookiee. Oh, the Wookiee. Right. He's so cute. I keep forgetting that character. I can't wait for I can't wait for that. Yeah. But also, like, wh- okay, why are we introducing her to some force users? Hmm. Why are we going down there? Hmm. Why <laughs> what's so important? Why we gotta do that? Yeah. Anyway, I don't care. You can tell me I'm stupid. But until I am told otherwise, I just kind of feel like she might be still. Not that not that that's like gonna be responsible for how capable she is. But, you know, I, the heart wants what it wants. It does. And I just feel like a Force-sensitive clone? Come on. I mean, yeah, there hasn't been one, right? Come on. That would yeah. be crazy, dude. I have to do this for Dad. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a little family inside joke. Sorry. It is. Another if you know, you know. <laughs> Another if you know, you know. Um, okay, and in that same interview, Michelle Long got a little nervous in general, I forget what the question was, but she was hinting 
when she answered that quote unquote something tearing the family apart. I was very surprised she said that. Bro, what does that mean? And now I'm worried. Yeah. I mean, it's already been torn apart, firstly, because Crosshair. Hmm. Well, maybe, like, there are people... Well, you know how Echo keeps talking about how they're not doing enough or something? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, is the rebellion formed yet? Not really. I mean, this is Hmm. not long after Order 66, though. I guess. I'm wondering if he joins someone else. And Omega is 11 or however old she is, which means Boba Fett is that same age. So, oh right. Well, I wonder if I wonder <clears throat> if he joins someone else or something, and then they split or something. I don't know. I don't know. But that, hmm. I was just surprised she. Yeah, it's, hinted at that. Might be a little off script. Okay, so Colin has oh. since last season wanted more echo, more yes, tech. This is true. This and is true. I have heard through interviews and whatnot, you are going to get it. Nice. I know you're going to be happy. So underused. And even in this episode alone. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. The the second episode had a lot more. But, yeah, the first one was a lot. So it's cool that we're seeing the dynamic between Omega and Tech and Omega and Echo really develop a lot in this couple episodes. I mean, they went for it with in that regards. Um, Tech is her homeschool dad, which is the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. He's, he's the smart one. Making her memorize. Um, oh, oh, oh. Hello. <laughs> Hello, outside. Making her memorize um, ship specs. <laughs> uh, it is the city. Hey, Chicago. It's the city, bro. Hey, how you doing? Uh, but I love how that pays off later. That was great. That's some good writing. It is good writing. That's investing. It's some good writing. It's some good foreshadowing. Solid writing in these two episodes. Solid, solid, solid. Do we get a Luthan speech? No, we do not. (laughs) But that is okay. Could we, though? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. I don't think the five-year-olds are going to sit there. Animated Luthan shows up. For the full. Oh, my God. (laughs) I would probably fall off my chair. That would be the funniest thing ever. He would never do animation. Yeah. Don't say that. You don't know. I don't know. think he would ever do you animation. You don't know. He seems like the kind of guy to me that would be interested in doing something new. Did you know that Hans Zimmer was hired by Kubrick to write the music for Eyes Wide Shut? Oh, I don't think I did. Dude, straight up. What does that have to do with I the saw, Batman? <laughs> I saw that the other day. I saw it the other day. Please pray for me. I cannot believe. Dude, I can't believe that, though. That's crazy to think about. But he got fired. He got fired. By Stanley Kubrick. By Stanley Kubrick. Because he he didn't... Well, you know how he is. You know how Kubrick is with music. Like, Mm -hmm. very, very, very specific. Like, overly specific about music. Mm -hmm. To the point where sometimes he doesn't even hire people because he doesn't... It can't be done, what he needs. So he just uses music that's already written. But he hired this dude to write an original score, told him what he wanted. He tried to do it. He didn't like it. And he fired him. And he gave the job to his daughter. I mean. Savage is that. Happens. Absolutely sad. He must have been. He was really young, though. Because Hans Zimmer was really young. I mean, that movie's not that old. Um. eh, Still. 
I was blown away when I read that. I'm like, this cannot be real. Because I, I, I see his gener- those generations as separate. I never thought of, of them as the same. I mean, you know. But he did kind of go into the Kubrick, late 20th century. Kubrick was old and Zimmer was yeah. pretty young. So yeah. there was a crossover. Wild, man. All right. Um, anyway. Um, we're talking about show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was blown away by that fact. And I wasn't sure how to remember it again. <clears throat> Put a pin in that for our Stanley Kubrick podcast <laughs> okay <laughs> that doesn't exist by the way I just that's we could do one, though. we could do that Ooh, that would be intimidating i don't know if i would want to do that there's too many kubrick stands that would hate that's on us true. i don't want to do it you're probably right uh az Ooh. our buddy yeah he's waiting tables now it's so cute yeah yeah glad he popped up we have a new character fee uh played by wanda sykes how do you spell that p-h-e-e i was gonna say because Phi is a yeah. Well, some people say letter. fee, right? Phi. What is that? Did you research that? <gasps> Dang it! Look Are it up serious? right now. I'm sorry. You're throwing, bro. That is something you should have researched. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It it really is. So what do I look up? How do I do this? Uh, look up phi. Right, but like the significance of it. Yeah, like um. Oh, it's golden ratio. I'm stupid. <gasps> golden ratio i'm stupid guys i am okay. so stupid well it's not uh yeah it is it is the golden ratio all right well oh snap now i have really high expectations of this character <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah perfectly beautiful in every like oh, does perfect she flirt proportions with tech in it? she does flirt oh with tech. <laughs> i see what they're doing that's hilarious but she is um hilarious apparently a pirate that sid um pirate? a pirate Sid refers to her as the like the most trustworthy pirate she knows, and some one of the batch says, "Oh, great! You know that really doesn't give me a lot of confidence." <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I'm sure she was just briefly in this one, but she'll come back later. Uh, I'm sure that'll be fun. But the whole point was she has given Sid the drop on the fact that Dooku's war chest. So everything that he accumulated during his time as a separatist leader is being collected and um, taken by the Empire back on Sereno. So, so basically, me... in other words, for the non-children, Buddy's getting audited by the Empire. <laughs> An actual I mean, episode about tax tax Not well. I mean, <laughs> this is seizure. This is we've skipped yeah, the audit. This is just seizure now. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's true um so the empire the imperial irs i don't think i can overestimate how excited i was when you were pretty high throne room showed up in the trailer yeah it's just crazy talk because dooku's throne room i don't remember what you rated it in star thrones oh our series uh, on throne rooms i don't think it was that low i'm pretty sure it was kind of high it's good. I'm pretty sure I gave it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> okay. And if it wasn't a 10 out of 10, it was like a 9.5 9 out of 10. <laughs> the 9.5. I love that throne room. Oh, jeez. I clipped this time. So, 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 so way too much for some reason. I don't know. It's just beautiful. And honestly, it's, a lot of it had to do with the animation of it. Yeah, sure. The lighting, gorgeous. I And so seeing it in the trailer, I'm like, we're going to get Joel Aaron lighting. The freaking throne room <laughs> in the castle. I was like, oh my god, I'm Big gonna hype. die. Big hype. And it also made me think, why are we going back to Sereno? 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 
Sereno. I think it's Sereno. Yeah. What would we be going back there for? And um, this made a lot of sense. I like the story. This, this, you know, I was kind of like, oh, I hope we're just not going back there. Just go back there. Just because it's cool Clone Wars reference. Yeah. No, there's a very good reason. And I'm glad they didn't make me wait. Because <laughs> I was really, really chomping at the bit. Like, I want to see this yeah, planet how, again. I mean, how much from the trailer is left at this point? Um, you know the what? The water I planet. Did, I did rewatch palace. the trailer. There's um, obviously the Wookiee. Wookiee. Crosshair's Palps. not even in it yet. Oh, I forgot about Palps. Crosshair. We got a lot left. Yeah. Crosshair, Palps, Cody. Um, oh, yes. I forgot about Cody Rex. as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. There's a lot left. Never There's mind. a ton left. There's My a bad. lot of episodes yeah. in this season. Um, So initially, Sid tells them, if you go and just get one container from this war chest that's it like you're literally not have to do anything else because that will be worth more than everything you've done for me so far and the hunter's like mm, pass because they uh, we've been off the radar of the empire since uh camino and i want to keep it that way because omega and um the rest of the batch is like yeah but like, basically, Sid rallies the rest of the batch against Hunter. She's very manipulative. Yeah. And basically says, everybody else wants to do this. And if you do this, you know, if your goal is to give Omega a normal life, get one container from this giant amount of containers, and you will be able to give her that. And that's all he really needs to hear to get motivated. Sold. Yeah. So... Of course they do it, but um, um, yeah, she's totally manipulating him by doing that. I mean, she's not wrong though, no, because no. she's basically tells him like the empire is gonna eventually come here, and when they do, this little system we have going on is not gonna continue because they're gonna come for me, they're gonna come for you, it's all gonna be over. And so she's not wrong; they probably are. Look at this work of art. Honey, I need you to focus. I'm sorry. And you're distracting me too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very neurodivergent. I need you. I know you are, but I'm trying to focus also. Okay. And my brain doesn't work great either. Ah. You always forget. <laughs> you forget this. Okay. Um. Okay. So, Echo and he have a discussion. Whoa. Back on the Marauder. Echo and he have. He and Echo <laughs> have a, Jeez. a bit of a debate on the Marauder. Unfortunately, Omega overhears it. A little bit of tension. A little bit of tension. A little bit of tension. Because Echo wants to go get this treasure to help fight the Empire. He feels a level of responsibility to help those that are being oppressed. And he said, I know why you agreed to this mission. We can do better things with Dooku's fortune than hide. And he eventually says, our lives are like this because of Omega. And she hears that. And, you know, gets sad. Because <laughs> it's true. I mean, he also continues on and saying, we did the right thing, of course. We should have taken her with us. She couldn't, we wouldn't have left her behind. But um, we should be doing more. If we take this money or we take this booty or loot or whatever, <laughs> we should not use it to go into hiding. Right. We should use it 
for the betterment of as many people as we can help. Which that is really not Hunter's agenda at the moment. He's really concerned about being, he's like number one dad. Like he just wants to keep his kids safe, really. Uh, so we've already, even though, even though this is like a simple on the surface story, we've already got kind of an ethical debate about. Yeah. Uh, it's all about ethics, baby. Clone stuff. And it gets deeper than that in the second episode. But right now, the basic argument is, what are we ethically obligated to do with this money if we take it? Should we be helping our kid or should we be putting her life at risk? Yes, but also helping the most people. Mm. Interesting. That is interesting. Put it that way. Yeah. So, you know, kids show, but. Oh, I mean, it's always like that, though. It's like always, it's always like the kids show, but then there's always a deeper thing. I just feel like this show does, is so good at that. <laughs> yeah, dude. So Amazing good at, at it. That. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying like this, these couple of episodes are pretty flawless because they execute what this show is. I, I can't think of anything that I was like, eh. They shouldn't have done that. That's mid. <laughs> that's me <mid. laughs> it was it was it was a cap or no cap <laughs> no that doesn't work no it doesn't okay. it doesn't work <laughs> this no it was this is a perfect couple of episodes of bad batch yeah cap o or no cap on go oh uh no cap no cap yeah <laughs> no cap means truth i don't understand <laughs> i need to just make a note of it yeah just so i need to, no cap I equals can, truth what is no cap oh yeah okay yeah. no cap um all right <laughs> written sereno is a top tier planet true it everyone's is. favorite phallic castle <laughs> cringe they're all phallic but no, this no, one especially <laughs> no my man this one they smoothed it out unnecessary smoothing unnecessary texture okay unnecessary, unnecessary. shape yeah it's just unnecessarily shape <laughs> but it, remember it's from Clone Wars. It's from the Clone Wars series. Everything, everything terrible for children comes from the Clone Wars series. It's like, and, oh my god! And it's, it's. I mean, it's Dooku's it's castle. It's Dooku's castle. That's true. It makes sense. Um, <laughs> say what you will about him, but the BDE <laughs> was palpable in every scene. Palpable. Palpsable. <laughs> in fact, the only time he didn't have the BDE was in front of Palps. Then he That's cowered. True. But the rest of the time. By the way, have you watched Tales of the Jedi yet? No. <gasps> I know, dude. I'm I'm in the dark, as they say. There are. Th There's so much. I know. Three. Dooku stuff. I think three or f I can't remember now. If There's three or four. Dooku centric and they're very short they're only like 15 minutes but this is when he's good isn't it it spans or it's kind of it's literally the transition whoa dude it's so good my god is it about him no they're they're like i said they're very small short little stories oh okay okay is it like anthology and then the other three or four are ahsoka centric is it like anthology i mean yeah yeah because it starts out with young Dooku and very young Qui-Gon. Right. Not very young. He's probably like, I don't know, 18, 19 maybe. Would you watch a Dooku series? 
Oh my god, I'd That'd watch the hell out of it. That would be crazy. I'd watch the hell out of a Dooku series. That'd be so cool. Well, he is uh, the guy's dead though. But I wonder though if that is kind of what how Tales of the Jedi came about. Maybe they were like, you know who's untapped for the most part. And I know, I would know. Be interested. I mean, Dooku Jedi Lost, one of my favorite written pieces of work and it's a ton about him. No, but literally, well, like, why can't they just take that book and turn it into a screen adaptation? Why That's can't so easy. they? Why That's can't That's so they? easy. I'm just kidding. It's probably it's, not that easy, but it's, it's already a script. Though. It's already written the story. It's a script, yeah. even. Yeah. I mean, please, I would watch the heck out of uh, uh, my interest level For in Dooku acting. has gone through the roof. Yeah. He's fascinating, actually. And so, anyway, um, regardless of the fact that his ten out of ten throne room slaps. Sereno, the story about Sereno, the background of, okay, I'm not going to say who I asked, but I asked someone that I knew had seen these episodes already um, because I had a, something made me think, oh my God, are we going to see like what happened to Sereno mm-hmm. right after Order 66? Because there is a now non-canon um comic book story oh. about yeah oh, cool. and it is brutal yeah and they got torched they didn't i don't remember if they get torched but vader goes there oh no oh no because yeah. <laughs> he hates dooku like you know oh oh yeah of course yeah dooku's he killed him you know yeah. he's like dooku's trash so <laughs> he goes to sereno and he basically tells the firstborn sons of every important family on that planet to commit patricide. Wow. So he makes them all kill their dads. All these savage. (laughs) And I honestly don't remember like what the the specifics of the story, but I was like, Oh my word. Are they going to actually, are they going to put that in the bad batch? Cause that is pretty harsh. No way, dude. (laughs) That's like Andor level. It's worse than that. Whoa. Violence. So we did not get to see that, but I had to ask somebody, I'm like, is there like backstory on what happened to Sereno? And and they were like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And it wasn't to the level of detail that I would have liked, but. um, Right. Yeah. They find out that the city has been bombard, you know, aerial bombardment, just like in uh, Camino. Anyways, jumping ahead a little bit, but oh, maybe we're not. It's in my notes. So we get to see this war chest, which is literally like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of containers of stuff. I really liked all that visual representation, by the way. It's interesting. Like the big blocky transporter things and then all the little containers. And it's very satisfying when it all falls it apart. Is. That is very like that's fun. Um, but um, it's massive. He's collected a lot of stuff, and they. This is where I started to have trouble about who's running around with who. They split into two teams. Mm-hmm. Omega, Record Tech, and Echo are in charge of getting onto the big container and just taking what they can. And then Hunter is the diversion guy, so he's by himself at first. That's this is where I like. I, like wait a minute <laughs> what happened why did record anyways that's on me i'm dumb yeah, um so omega asked what are we supposed to take and and he basically says anything heavy or shiny 
which that's right true <laughs> if, if you're robbing some rich people anything true. heavy or shiny is usually um valuable right and she comments how could all of this belong to one person and so one of them answers her it is safe to assume all of this came from the many worlds he controlled and exploited all in the name of his war effort and someone else says that's what corrupt people do mm-hmm. and omega who always has the like ethical wrench goody two shoes that looking. throws it in says but isn't that what we're doing it's true <laughs> and echo says depends on how we use it so now we have another All eth- the truth another ethical question of wait 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 so you're saying it was bad that he did this but we're doing the same thing and then echo who is obviously for using it to help as many people as possible says it depends on how you use it right which is what they did in Andor. Yeah. That was yeah. their answer. Yep. It was okay to steal all that stuff because they were going to give it to Luthen, who was supposedly going to use it for the rebellion. Right. But then we find out Luthen's even like, mm. I'm screwed ethically. I am not a great person anymore because I do what I have to do Hot take. to get ahead. Hot take. I think Luthen's gonna die. I think he has to die. Oh, he has to die. He's a dead man. He really has to die. But the question is, who's gonna kill him? I would not be surprised if Andor killed him. I think that <sighs> makes sense. I think that makes perfect sense, though. Great scene. That would be a great scene. Um, you already know. Spoilers for Andor, by the way. I guess. Um, apparently, we're talking about what? Andor finale now. No, no. Which we haven't even talked about yet. I'm not talking about. I'm just saying in general. All I'm right. not. I'm not. That's a spoiler. I'm not spoiling. I'm just saying like theoretically. Okay. Like that would be a crazy scene. Anyway. Um. Oh yeah. I've I've already realized yeah. long ago. He's he's dead. A dead man. Yeah. He's a dead man. Unfortunately. Yeah. But hopefully he'll like get a couple more um, monologues before that. <laughs> Um, so I just wrote, there's so much action in this one. Lots of fun. And they're still only stunning the troopers. They're not killing them. Yeah. But. They got to get over that. Unless they happen to be flying in something, in which case they don't seem to have a problem <laughs> yeah. launching them into space. Like, they don't care. <laughs> if they're coming at them in a ship, they're going to die. That's all there is to it. But face to face, they don't want to. Yeah. They don't want to kill their bros. Which is a. Uh, um, and that. I mean, okay, yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, I guess that's... It's just... They're just working against themselves and doing that, to be honest. Yep. You know? But they're not going to do it. I, I get it. They're all brothers. I get it. Yeah. But on the, one, the other hand, you know... Unless you're Rucker and you are blowing you're... things up with a cannon. <laughs> Unless you're Rucker. It's fine. So Omega Tech and Echo... Somewhere in there, Wrecker leaves. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, he takes, he does have a container and he goes and takes it into mm-hmm. the woods. That's how he gets, that's why, what happens to him. But Omega Tech and Echo get trapped on the big container. Wrecker and Hunter try to get inside to get them out, but they fail and they have to jump from the, con- the containers, which are now going into space, and they jump onto the top of. Castle Sereno. Woo. Yeah. So I'm just like, just get inside. Just get inside. Come on. Get in the throne room. 
Uh, <laughs> I wrote in all caps, throne room content. <laughs> yes. She looks pretty messed up. True, the windows um, are smashed. But it's still mostly intact. It's still green. It's still that weird... If you're looking at a, it's like a neon yellowish greenish color, right. which apparently is the fave color of the planet, mm. I guess, because everything's kind of that color. Anytime there's like a decorative trim or something, it's kind of in that color. The little box thing that that, that the guy right, we meet, it's those and colors. it, it, it lights up too. and it has that design and it lights up that color. Like, okay, so Serrano equals, if you're talking about a Crayola box. uh green yellow no yellow green yellow green yellow green um okay so omega tech and echo try to get into escape pod to get off of this thing that's about to go into space and our buddy uh captain wilco Mm -hmm. is like eject all the escape pods i was like smart (laughs) this guy genius Genius. He's actually the one of the most competent clones we've <laughs> ever seen. Yep. He thwarts their every move. Yep. And I genuinely like him. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty cool. Genuinely like that guy. Kind of like Dedra. Like I know wishing him success is a bad thing, but he's just he's just a he's just a good He's just doing his job. He's just dude. doing his job. Yeah. Um so his name, are you familiar with what Wilco means? Yes. Yeah. Also, really cool because Jennifer Corbett has a military background. She's talked oh. about that a lot. So mm. I really like when she puts, right, I knew that. Um, or when they put um, really specific military stuff mm-hmm. into this show. And in case you don't know, Wilco means will comply. It's short for will comply in like the real world. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they gave this guy the name Wilco, meaning he good soldiers follow orders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's here. We're back. Um, I really, I really enjoy that, especially what happens to him at the end, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about. Um. Oh, so now is when the Omega has been studying ship specs pays off. Because she says they don't know how they're getting out of there now because the pods have been ejected. And she's like, hang on a minute. (laughs) This is a class four, what? Class four freighter. And the containers on class four freighters have reentry thrusters. So we can get inside a container and eject all the containers. (laughs) And then we'll have some, you know, we'll basically have a little tiny pod to land in. And Tech gives the most, the best compliment he could ever give anybody. I'm impressed. Big deal. So, Tech and Omega. Homies. Uh, Total homies. Um, But um, unfortunately, they don't like turn on very quickly. And so this episode ends with them free falling, which was kind of a fun way to end it. Episode two called The Ruins of War. So we have the Spoils of War and The Ruins of War, which are, that's a nice. Yeah. Those are nice bookend titles. They are. New director, directed by Nathaniel Villanueva, written by Gina Lucita Monreal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, did not do my homework, but you asked me which of the two I like better. I think I like this one better. Mm-hmm. 
Which one did you I like think better? I, I like the pacing of this one a lot better. Did it have anything to do with the fact that the new character, what's his name, Romar? Yeah. Is played by Wan Shi Tong. Really? <laughs> you didn't even notice that? No, no. Oh my god. I was immediately like That's funny. That's the big owl. <laughs> that's the big owl oh. from from oh, Avatar. Yeah, that's true, dude. The last airbender. <sighs> Dave Foley pull out. Dave Foley found him. He went he's to actually, him and he was like, hey. He's a really well known actor, actually. Oh, Hec- really? Hector Elizondo. I mean, he's iconic, dude. I know him from Pretty Woman. Oh. That's dating myself. But apparently, he is also on Elena of Avalor. Oh, cool. Which is a cute little animated series oh my on God, Disney. Really? Wow. On the Disney Channel. Dang. Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, man. It's back. You were doing so well. I'm telling you what. <laughs> Post COVID bronchitis is no freaking joke. <laughs> yeah, but he. Oh, Wang Tong. Long live that character. Now you dude. need to rewatch it <sighs> because if you rec- if like I recognize his voice I did not recognize right it away, and I all I could see in my mind's eye was Big Owl, even though it was just when he like turns his head normal dude when he extends his neck. It's <laughs> yeah. <so> creepy. <laughs> that character is so underrated. Oh, like one of the coolest characters yeah. in animated television of all definitely, time. Definitely, definitely. All right, so. Back to the Bad Batch. The container is still falling when we join back up. But Omega's right. The thrusters do turn on, but they can't control anything. Like, they can't control how fast they're going, where they land, or anything. Right. So when they land, it's like they're teetering on a precipice mm-hmm. of a cliff. So they think they landed, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. So then they fall again. And then we get another very similar moment to Andor in which a big heavy thing falls on tech. <laughs> yeah, what the heck, dude? That mirrors the big heavy thing, literally the same thing. The yeah, thing they're the trying to steal. Yeah. Crushing Nemec. Yeah. Tech did tech was a lot better off. <laughs> yeah. He did not yeah. what did he say? My femur has been shattered by <laughs> 150 kilograms of pressure. So now I'm wondering, like, okay, do they have a really quick? I mean, I know they're mutant clones. Oh, like they way have... appealing. Yeah, because he seems to be getting around pretty well for somebody whose femur is. Broken. He's limping. I know, but he's yeah, still I mean, like doing hand-to-hand combat with people. I mean, he's a soldier, a mutated soldier. I'm, that's I'm sure not... there's something. That's my question. I'm sure there's something. Have we been told that that's? A feature? <laughs> I don't... Actually, maybe. Maybe. In the very beginning Dang of season it. one. Really, really wanted to rewatch season one before this started. I actually think there might have been something in the very beginning. I'm, I'm still going to do that. I'm still going to do that. I'm going to rewatch it. Because mm. it can only help me in my bad memory. Yeah, sure. But, um... So... Tech Hat now has a broken leg. They're still not on the ground ground. They just fell from one ledge to another ledge. And now Tech has a broken leg. So they have to get out of there. They know they've been made, obviously. Mm-hmm. The Empire knows they're there. They're going to come looking for their stuff. So they got to get out of there. And Omega starts to um, insist that they go back and get the, the, war, the what they stole. And they're like, we ain't got time for that. We got to 
the Empire's gonna come. We gotta get tech some help. Like, we gotta go. And and the, oh, and then Hunter gives the code for radio silence, mm. which tips Wilco off mm-hmm. that both groups are still alive. Yep. See, this is like very intricate mm-hmm. plot. Yeah, I really it's it's really crazy to me. Fire. It did remind me of a lot of Clone Wars it plots where it's like details are very important. Yeah, yeah. You really need to be paying attention. Yeah. Otherwise, you get lost, like me. <laughs> no, well, the good thing about Clone Wars and this show is like the bad guys are kind of smart, so it's always kind of interesting mm. to see. Because Crosshair is smart too; like he would always like know what they were doing. Right, right, right. Um. So now we have. It's actually the opposite of Andor because purposefully, that's kind of the point. Is like they're stupid, powerful well, people. Except Dedra. Dedra's very smart. Right. Right. Um. So anyway, we meet this new character, Romar. Played by Hector Alessandro, aka Wan Shitang. Our boy. Who the is pops up. who is a Serenian survivor of the um, destruction of the city. And interestingly, like they meet him, they're not really sure what to think of him, but they know he has shelter nearby. He lies and says there isn't any, but they have like a scanner thing and they can see that there is. And they basically force him yep. to take them in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Which is, again, a little bit of an ethical yeah. hmm, question mark in this in this here episode. And you had the feeling when you were watching it that he was going to be bad so, news. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. But I'm just saying, like, I would we have blamed him if he was bad news because no. they basically forced him. Well, actually, him. yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of it that time, but yeah, like it wouldn't have been that bad for him because they're on his turf, you know? Right. And basically what they're doing is bringing the empire to the sky's mm-hmm. place because yep. they're looking for them. Yep. So I wouldn't blame him one bit if he'd have been like, get the hell out. Like, I don't mm-hmm. In fact, it kind of says something like that. Yeah, he says, like, you have to leave, like, after mm-hmm. you're done. Like, I want the Empire gone and you, no offense, but... Yeah, respectable. This, get out of here. Like, you're yeah. bothering, you're you're bringing bad news to my place. Um, <laughs> And you were talking to me, and you missed this line. So when they get to his place, they walk in the door, and he's saying, so what you're telling me is that your rogue clones, running from the Empire's clones, who used to be Republic clones, <laughs> <laughs> and Tech is like, a plus you finally <laughs> you finally got it so it was like implied that he was very confused about what yeah. was going on and he's he's up to speed now about what's going on yeah it was just kind of a meta too because a lot of people don't understand the whole clause <laughs> it's kind of meta um so now that tech has shelter omega starts asking to go back for the war chest again and echo says um no because the empire is on to them and she's like, but we can't leave empty-handed. We have to complete the mission. And um, our new friend says, guess you're more like those other clones than you think. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yeah, dang. I'd stay away from that cursed war chest if I were you. Um, and Omega says, but we need it. And it's not cursed. It was stolen. And Romar says, you think Dooku funded his war effort by only stealing from outside worlds? And he basically explains, like, no, he actually stole from his own people. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, revenge, you know, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith Dooku. Of course he did. Like, yeah. 
you know, he's a jerk. Yeah. But again, seeing what I saw in Tales of the Jedi. It's interesting to think about. Damn. Because he was homies with those guys. He fell hard. He was a good guy. I mean, he was always kind of ethically questionable. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, you know, we have the Anakin Dooku parallel. Yeah. It's been talked to death. Obviously, there's a parallel there. But there's also a big difference there. Like, Dooku was royalty, literally royalty, mm-hmm. with daddy issues, huge ones, mm. instead of mommy issues. Instead of being a slave with mommy issues, he was a rich kid with daddy issues. Mm. His dad was really uncool. Okay. Really kind of hated him because he was force sensitive. Mm. And he, his dad like hated the Jedi and all that stuff. So I don't remember why there must, I'm sure there was, I'm sure it's in the book, but I can't remember exactly. Anyway, um, I don't know, man. I'm just saying Dooku, very interesting guy. Let's get more Dooku stuff. Lucasfilm. I agree. I would be very down. I know Matt would be down. Oh, really? He loves Count Dooku, yeah. Really? I didn't uh, know that. Dude. No, I didn't Cultured. know that. <gasps> Cultured lad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt, let's talk. Let's yeah. talk Dooku. Has yeah. he read that book? Probably not. <sighs> he needs to read that book. <laughs> so much Dooku, good Dooku dirt in that book. Mm. Uh, okay, so I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with Dooku right now. Um, yeah, we gotta get moving here. But, you know, they did it to us. They took, him, took us back there. What am I supposed to do? And Tales of the Jedi. Like, I feel like they're purposefully trying to put a focus on him last year or so. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. And Qui-Gon. Being an and Qui-Gon, Qui- yeah. And, oh man, that relationship. How in the hell? Wild. That's, that's, that would be cool to watch. I'm telling you, man. The dialogue that those two could. Imagine having Liam Neeson. He would be de-aged, I guess. But Well, I mean, they'd cast someone else. Nope. And they'd have to cast someone else for Dooku, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe that's why they're putting in animation instead, because they don't want to recast. But oh, do shit. it! Do it! Yes. Recast it! Dude. Give me a show! I want a show! <laughs> Alright, let's keep going. We gotta okay. keep going. Alright. Um, so they land in the castle, they're getting shot at. No, no, wait. You think Dooku funded his war oh. only by stealing from the outside world. And um, Omega says, we'll help you get it back. There's enough in that container for all of us. And Romar says, I want none of it. Let the Empire take it. The sooner they're gone, the better. And same goes for you. No offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where he says that. Um, but this is, I wrote, this is what the Bad Batch does best. A kid's show for sure. Lots of action. But there are moral complex issues to grapple with. Is it justified to steal some of the war chests to help the rebellion? Is it justified to keep Omega safe? Mm. Yes and yes. You know, on the surface, but Romar's right too. Yep. That all of that is stolen and it's blood money. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I, I don't know where who who are you siding with here. I, I mean, I, I side with the bad batch always. Super. Duper. They can be no wrong. But they're debating amongst themselves even. Yes, that's true. Like poor Omega, raised on freaking Camino. Basically no childhood, no toys. Doesn't even know what a freaking toy is. Yeah, seriously. Um, Never saw dirt in her life. Mm-hmm. Doesn't she deserve to have 
a life? Mm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But also, like, uh, the Empire's going around blowing up planets, so... Oh, what if they, what if they, like, pull that thing that they do with Ahsoka and Clone Wars? Where she walks away? Yeah. You think Omega's gonna walk away? I don't know, I'm just saying, like... Is that what that... Michelle Ong was talking about? What do you mean? When she said that something kind of splits up the family? Mm. Yet again? Mm. Interesting. I don't know. Theory. It could be cool. And it could be cool. Yeah. Um... And maybe she walks away because she's force sensitive. I'm just saying. saying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, seriously. Maybe she's like, I need to learn how to use force. Uh, Bye. I don't know. I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm always wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just wrote Separatist Tank Battle Droid. I knew you would like that. Big hype. Mm. Here's the metaphor. This episode was my favorite because we got a nice, pretty metaphor Uh stuck in the middle of it. Yep. Romar gives Omega a kaleidoscope. And she holds it up and looks at it and was like, there's jewels inside. Because she thinks like it's valuable. And he says, it's an optical illusion and only reflected glass. Uh So this is a nice metaphor for the war chest and how it's, like he was saying, cursed. It's blood money. Mm -hmm. It's tainted. Um... And it's good, and it's literally reflecting the morality of Romar, Omega, Hunter, Echo, like all. Yeah. It's reflecting what they truly hold valuable. Mm-hmm. I, and then Echo's like, you have to let it go at the end. And Echo's like, you have to let it go. Yeah. It's true. So that was yummy. I very much loved that. Yeah. True. Um, and it's pretty much the only like solid metaphor. Yeah. In the in well, other than the fact that they themselves were trapped inside the treasure box mm-hmm. and they couldn't get out. Like and it was the empire. It was threatening their lives. Yeah. Like at that moment they should have realized this is not worth it. Yeah. Because it crushed his leg and it um beca- became a you know a detriment to their literal survival Mm -hmm. because they got trapped and they couldn't get away from it. And she keeps wanting to go back to it. Like it's, Hmm. (laughs) I see what you're doing. I see it. I like it. Um, so anyway, the conversation happens between Romar and Omega and he's saying it's false. It's, it's an optical illusion. It's glass. And then she says, then it's not treasure. (laughs) He said, Oh, for blast sake, it's a toy. (laughs) Like, dude, stupid. So again, like, she doesn't have a freaking clue. Um, it makes you happy. And believe me, that is worth more than any jewel. So what's he saying, basically? I guess. He's just kind of saying, you're after this treasure. Um, It's cursed. It's blood money. It's not going to make you happy. Mm. What's going to make you happy is, like, kind of going back to um i don't want to say childhood but like things just make you feel good yeah things that make you happy just on the surface yeah family friends that kind of stuff um <clears throat> so after that scene omega overhears tech and echo 
arguing, and Tech says, the war chest wasn't ours to begin with. Echo, well, we would have made a better use of it. Tech, I am simply stating that without the funds from the war chest, we are no worse off than we were before. And Echo says, that's not how I see it. The Empire's growing stronger, and we're still doing nothing about it. Mm -hmm. So they have not yet quite gotten to the realization that she's gotten. Well, she doesn't. She hasn't either, actually. I'm, I love, I'm lying. But she has been told, at least, the secret of, like, that thing's cursed. You don't need it. You don't want it. Here's a toy. Yeah. <laughs> Be happy with your toy. <laughs> Be a child. Because while they're having that conversation, she's actually looking at the kaleidoscope and then, like, learns nothing and sneaks off to get the war chest again. Um, oh, and here's, here's where, if I'm going to be a little nitpicky and, like, uh, critical, Romar asked Tech to help fix this data storage unit that he has. And he says it contains Serano's culture, art, music, memories, etc., um, I really want to know what's in the box. Yeah, true. That'd be cool. I don't need it to be in an episode, but what would be cool is if it's in like one of those like guidebooks that come out every once uh -huh, in a while. Yeah. Or in a video game even. But just put a pin in that. I really want to, I thought maybe we were going to get to see some of it, but we did not. It's my only tiny little itty bitty selfish Complaint. request yeah <laughs> um but this scene is really great because then tech says a separatist archive yeah it's interesting and he says not separatist serenian we did exist before the war you know yeah but he doesn't know, he doesn't think about that yeah i mean he was made during the war <laughs> he doesn't know that <laughs> i mean they honestly don't, clones only know like nothing they don't know anything before the war no there's no such thing to them no so. And sometimes we forget that too. Yeah. Because we like I these characters know, so much. And it just kind of reframed the ethical debate that they've been having. Yeah. Because um, not so much Echo, but, or not so much Tech, but Echo and his stance that we just should. Just like hanging on to the war. Like, yeah. Like it's actually over, you know? Yeah. They just, they view everything through this lens of war. Yeah. This was a really good reminder of that. Sometimes I forget. Yep. And if you really think about that for a long time, if you really are like, oh, wow. I just figured something out. You know how Rex enters the screen, the scene at some point. Who? Rex. Rex. Captain Rex. He's in the show. Right? He's not in this episode. No, but you know how he enters the scene at some point. Oh, oh, that's the scene, like quote unquote. The yeah, scene. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Um, I didn't see Rex. I'm sure he's coming to ask them to help mm -hmm. to join his cause or something. Oh, for sure. So maybe that's the thing that separates people. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, I'm calling it right now. Because, oh, is it in the second trailer? Because there's another trailer that came out right before the show dropped. Or like a few days before. Um, And I feel like there's a quote in there somewhere. Or maybe it's in the first trailer. I don't know now. I can't remember, but it's basically him literally asking them for help. Yeah. So. I'm just saying. And, and Hunter clearly had hesitation to even go to Sereno in the first place because he knew it was Imperial occupied. 
and he, like you know we've already discussed his his mo is to protect omega mm-hmm. so if he's asking them to um well and we know palps is in this too mm-hmm. somewhere so if he is asking them to basically get back on the radar i could yeah you might be right calling it that makes a lot of sense calling it go ahead and call it calling <laughs> uh yeah so tech says i never thought about it like that of yep. course you haven't because he's not all knowing you're literally created to be a soldier it's also cool why that, would you like, the one thing he doesn't know being delivered by just this dude who's like superhuman like mm-hmm. he's a very human person you know talking about human things like culture and stuff right so that's interesting because they're not that like they don't really i don't think they understand culture frankly right they probably or, don't yeah so um i actually i lied when i said the only metaphor was the kaleidoscope metaphor this box of data is big time yeah the actual treasure like this mm-hmm. is what could be lost forever if he doesn't get this this um True storage unit fixed because we've seen the city is Mm -hmm. flat as a pancake and um the empire's taking anything of value so yeah um that is a really nice metaphor as well true um so tech restores the data for romar and then i put so he helps give treasure back to the serenians yeah nice nice um Wrecker makes a rocket launcher out of an old Separatist tank battery. (laughs) Of course he does. Yes. Because he's literally the best. Yes. I don't think I've called him my husband this entire episode. You have not. not. Still my husband. Don't worry. Uh, Echo goes after Omega, who is still trying to get the jewels. Um, And he finds her, and she's got like a whole bag of jewels. And he's like, girl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm girl really sorry about what you heard me say okay i'm sorry forget about it like this is not important listen to me like he's begging her <laughs> put the bag down like there's literally troopers right up there they're shooting at us we have to go it's not worth it and then she basically gives him the guilt trip. Like, I heard what you said. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't saying it like bratty. She was genuinely upset. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he says, you have to let it go. And she has a moment of, damn it, he's right. So they get away, which is nice. Um, they escape and they watch the container just fall off that second cliff. And now it's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romar is a, a real one. Oh yeah, realist homie. Realist actually. homie helps Tech after he like somehow does hand to hand combat with a broken femur. <laughs> Savage. Savage Tech. You know what? He's usually the one who's kind of like not in the fray. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Yep. He's the Tech dude. Mm-hmm. He's flying the ship, or he's, um, you know using his tech knowledge to somehow help them out but he's not usually the one wrestling on the ground yeah <laughs> with a guy with a trooper um somehow he wins that he passes out romar helps him out he helps rescue um echo and omega like 
Love this dude. Then he gives Omega the kaleidoscope when they when they were about to leave. Realist Tommy. And says, hey kid, keep it and remember what I said. I hope we get... Uh, let, more Romar? More Romar. <laughs> okay. Once the Empire leaves, especially, I'm, I'm wanting to see Romar, like, organize mm. the Serenians that are left. Yeah. Just I don't think you're going to get that. More dude. Sereno, more I don't Romar. think you're going to get it, dude. I, maybe I'll get it in my comic. You don't know. Maybe. Um, but he chooses to stay on Sereno as a survivor. Um... And I wrote down, I want to see the Sorrento history. Like, I want to see what happens. Yeah, I did too. That'd be cool. Because um, I'm guessing we're not going to have a, a new canon story about this patricide no. plot that <laughs> no happened. <way. laughs> it was really like, whoa, when I read yeah. that. Okay, so Omega and Echo have their little heart-to-heart, like, we're friends again discussion. And she said... She says to him, I wanted to make things better for us. I know you all gave up everything because of me. And he says, good thing we did, or you might be fighting for the Empire right now, or worse. We made the right choice, Omega. I'd do it all again. Yeah. Dad batch. (laughs) The dad batch is bad. The dad batch is bad. (laughs) All right. Do other people call it dad batch? Oh, I, I didn't make that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I stole that from someone. Everyone calls it dad batch. Okay, that's funny. But interestingly, Michelle Ong, who plays Omega, calls them her brothers. Oh, cool. So she definitely sees it more as a sibling Oh, that's cool. Relationship. Interesting. Hmm. All right. This little epilogue scene. Yikes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For mostly... You were saying you liked the low level of violence. Well, I mean this. Okay. I mean this isn't that bad. <laughs> it's not, but I it's was not, not bad really. I was like. I mean, it's cold. Pretty shocked, to be honest. I wasn't expecting something like this as a stinger on the end of this nice little yeah. ethical debate <laughs> episode. Family show. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rampart. I hate that man. Oh, he's absolute. Trash. He destroyed Camino. He sucks. He's absolute trash. He sucks. Yeah. He needs to die. No he, remorse for that man. Uh, no, none. Um, he is chatting with Wilco about he how he basically allowed the treasure to be like taken and splattered all over the planet. Yeah. But Wilco, being the guy he is, he's like, I'm gonna find 100 percent of the containers. Don't you worry. And Rampart brings up that. In his report, it says that these thieves were Clone Force 99. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but that can't be true because they were killed on Camino, right? And Wilco says, uh, no, <laughs> definitely was them. Like, we yeah. all saw them. So, yeah. And Rampart's like, well, I can't have Tarkin thinking that I failed my mission, basically, back on Camino. So you're going to need to change a report. And Wilco, whose name literally means following orders to the T, says, no, not going to do that because that's not cool. Mm -hmm. And um, so Rampart literally just shoots him and he falls to his death. Poor guy. We hardly knew ye. Wilco... That rip, sucks. Rip. 
Um, but what's again, what's really interesting is his, his name literally means good soldiers follow orders. Like that's the whole. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's the whole thing um, about the clones. So now I'm like, wait, are the chips? Yeah, I'm wondering. Maybe there's more people wearing off. Mm. Hmm. Because that's another. That's very interesting. Like if. Let's just say those chips were designed for Order 66 to happen and then they knew full well that they were not going to they weren't going to last forever, you know what I mean? And they would eventually wear off. And everyone's going to have a crisis. That's in the trailer too. What do you mean? Like this one of them in the trailer says there's other clones out there who are choosing making oh. their own choices like oh. not to carry out orders and stuff so it seems like to me that that's the case oh snap that these chips were designed specifically to make sure order 66 happened but then they knew that eventually it was not going to control their actions forever mm. oh weird and i just never really considered that mm -hmm. before true i just assumed they was just running all the time. Yeah, that they would continue to follow orders because of the chip. Hmm. But um, at least for some of the, and there was a there was a clone last season. Yep. Oh, the blue one. He was a good looking. Guy. Everybody was like, "Ooh, he's hot." What was his name? <laughs> Isn't like Garrison Shoot. or something? No. Oh dang, I can't remember his name. But you know the one uh -huh. that I'm talking about. Oh, how Hauser? Oh yeah, Hauser is that right? I think so. Wow, where did I pull that out from? Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't even know. It just came to me. Um, so that's super super. That's true. I forgot about that whole thing. Yeah. And then we know in the future too that the stormtroopers are not clones. That is true. I've always wondered like what happened. What is the transition? I know it's bad. Oh, it's bad. They probably killed all of them at some point. I mean, this guy couldn't care less yeah. about the clones, obviously. So. Gives me Krell vibes. Yeah. The homies hate Krell. The homies hate Krell. Sucks. <laughs> Worst character in Star Wars, actually. Oh, yeah. By far. So bad. The most hated, probably. Yeah. And the, okay, so the other thing that I started thinking about, actually, just today on the drive here. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So Rampart knows, or Rampart thought that the batch was dead. Crosshair knows they're not. Because they had that whole scene at the end where they want him to come with them. So is Crosshair lying? Oh, to protect them or something? To protect them. Or is he also just lying to them to CYA? Because well, what is cover your oh, ass. Oh, yeah. Because if he told Rampart they were still alive, then he would have looked like a failure. Right. And Rampart doesn't want Tarkin to know because then he'll look like a failure. Like is, But anyway, the point is, what was his motivation for doing that? Or maybe it was just both. I don't know. That's interesting, too. It is. It's kind of under the you know under the surface like wait a minute 
he did know that they weren't dead. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't know. But anyway, we hate Rampart. <laughs> long, do not long live no. Rampart. No, he's gone. He's probably responsible for the replacement of the clones, though. Let's just. He probably talks Tarkin into it. Mm. Or something. That's coming, though. It's got to it be is. coming. Because they don't just all die off. There's not enough time. Right. Yikes. That's going to be sad. We don't talk about that. That's going to be sad news. I haven't even thought about that. Jeez. I mean. What a way to end the season. Season though. seven of the Clone Wars is what it was. And that was sad enough. I forgot about the ending of that one. Too. But what about when they all get killed off? Yeah. That's. And they're maybe all starting to like make the right choices and then they get killed off. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Damn. Are you going to cry? That's going to be how it ends. That's going to be how it ends. You're probably right. I haven't really thought about that. I'll I'll be prepared. I'll prepare. Prepare your soul. I mean, how. Dude, that would be so cool though. Like the second, the first season ending with Kamino getting destroyed and then the second season ending with them getting destroyed. Well, I'm not saying this season. I'm saying like the end of the show. Uh, I don't know, man. I think it could be this season. I wonder how many. It's a long season. They haven't said how many seasons we're getting of this. So I bet you it's three. Mm. And I bet at the end of the third season, that's what it's going to be. Order 67. What if there was an actual... Is there an actual Order 67? <laughs> I don't think so. Order 99. Mm. Kill all the clones. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. Okay. I'm depressed now. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Unknown Regions Depression Hour. Oh, no. Where we talk about all the clones getting killed off. <laughs> anyway, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, I'm at Frey Adjacent. Uh, and we have a handle that i barely ever use but maybe i should start using it more um it's at unknown reach pod i really should start using it more you know the problem though i am 51 i have a hard time managing more than one account on the same platform <laughs> yeah okay. how does one do that you switch profiles and you do it that's excuse how you do me miss sir gen z i'm not doing it okay i'm not doing it don't ask if you're gonna ask i'm not doing it <laughs> um but how do i have two apps like how do i manage no. it no no no. you have one app and you have multiple profiles and you just log out of your profile log into the other oh, app. see it's annoying but oh, i'm not doing it there's gotta be a better way man. <laughs> it's no better you can't have two twitters on your phone dude come on <laughs> but i Use want your brain. i want two twitters on my phone that's what instagram has to do you have to do it every day. But it's super fast. Like, you don't even need to log into it. Some like your password username. And what's going to stop me from tweeting about BTS from the Unknown Regions podcast account? Because I'm not going to remember which account I'm on. And I'm going to be tweeting <laughs> pictures of Min Yoongi. Min Yoongi. <laughs> uh, like, whoa, whoa. This is on. Yeah. That will happen weekly. I, that This is why I can't do it. I won't be able to. I, oh, God. All you youngsters and your multiple accounts. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. By the way, we're on TikTok now, right? You're on TikTok now. Oh, yeah. I don't do anything with it. We I, I need a, a podcast twi- uh, TikTok. Can you be in charge of that? No. Oh, my God. Why ask do I have to do Ask Delaney to be in charge of it. <laughs> she doesn't do anything. To be our resident TikTok yes. manager. 
<laughs> she could do it. And I can't do it. I don't know how to use TikTok. Barely. Like, I literally just open it and look at stuff. Wow, you're the lamest Gen Z I've ever met in my life. I am. I just got it, like, a, cool, a few I know, days ago. I know. I waved at you After one day. After three or you four like, years. I sent him a wave, and he literally texted me back, What are you doing? <laughs> 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 relax my guy um, all i did was wave at you hostile fine okay um but colin is on instagram and has multiple accounts what are they um <laughs> i don't remember oh my god Co- colin, colin underscore colin underscore mj underscore whitlick and then um let's do that one no we need the poetry one come on no one come on come on come on okay <laughs> i have one with poetry on it from it's me good, you called guys. cmjw underscore not underscore uh underscore poet <laughs> that is a really annoying <laughs> at though yeah it is you know what dad asked me the other day this was so cute what whenever i feel like i'm old oh dude i am old i mean i'm 51 he's only two years like a year and a half older than me yeah but like socially he's <laughs> way older than me That's he so was bad. like has anybody asked you the question like, quote unquote, what's your at? <laughs> I said, I said, oh, sure. no. I said, sure. Yo, yeah. No. And he's like, <laughs> people that? actually say that. I mean, it like, doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I but said, it's true. I, I started laughing. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't want to <laughs> laugh at you. But. But you're not on Papa social. Jeffrey, no. Yeah, Papa Jeffrey doesn't understand social media, and he doesn't no. know that. And I said, and I even broke it down more. I'm like, that's probably more. It's very Instagram specific. I feel like it is. No one ever uses that word because on Twitter, it's handle. It's what's, what's your handle? handle, which also doesn't make sense to me. Which all, I don't understand. I, I agreed. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Either call them both handles or call them both ads. I don't whatever. But I had to explain it to him. So did someone ask him what his at was or something? No, it was like a commercial or something. Because I saw it a couple days later. I'm like, oh, is this why you were asking me about what's my at? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I patted him on the head and said, oh, you're so cute. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's hard. Grandpa, go take a nap. It's hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard living living these days. Anyway, that was a sidebar. Yeah. Do you have any sidebars? No, I got to work. Nap. Time to work, yep, boys. I'm about to abandon him. I did cook him two dinners though, woo, woo, so. woo, woo, woo. and I'm trying to get him to tell me I'm the best mom ever, and he still hasn't You're the said best it. Mom ever. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Oh wait, guys. Oh no! What happened? Hold on. Did someone at you? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, hold on. I'm holding. I'm holding. Yeah, sorry. This is big pause. Big pause. Kind of too long of a pause. Woo! Okay. Dude. Clipping. Oh. Clipping. Oh, I am cooking. <laughs> oh, no. Come ah. on. Spit it out. We um, gotta go. I'm trying to actually look at it. Uh, officially, your boys got the rehearsal schedule out. Nice. I just received it. Whoa. I haven't had it. I just heard through the grapevine that it was out. Whoa, it's getting real. It's real. It says... Thursday, February 16th, Colin Whitlick Star Wars Project. Wow. Woo. Um, so yeah, the at some Woo. point, at some point. There will be live performance. There will be a live performance. Or not Next live quarter. performance, but there will be 
hopefully a recording. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. It says Thursday, February 16th, Star Wars Project. Tuesday, February 21st, Star Wars Project. Thursday, February 23rd, Commonwealth League Star Wars Project record. Oof. Okay. They got a week. Wow. Got three rehearsals. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. They'll be fine. Except the- for maybe the Tempanist. I showed him the part. Yeah. Because, it, because yeah, like, I'm totally aware that it's not easy. Fortunately, though, knowing how to play timpani, I'm not, like, so many composers, man, they write timpani parts that are so unnecessary and so unnecessarily difficult to play. Mm. Not because it's hard to play, but because it's hard to change the pitch of the drums. Because timpani, you have to change the pitches of right. the drums. And... Good luck trying to hear the pitch changes when it's like fortissimo the whole time and you need to listen and like go to, and you have like two notes to oh, change your note. Oh yeah. You unless you have perfect pitch and somehow can hear like the tiniest volume change, it's like impossible. That's rough. Uh, so sometimes people just settle with like playing them like tom drums, they're not even right pitches, but it's whatever. Anyway, I'm not doing that though. Like I figured out a way to like set the drums to very specific pitches the entire time. Like you don't literally all you're doing is playing these pitched toms and you're just playing the drums basically Mm -hmm. and i know that this kid in particular is a drum set player so i know he knows how to move around like that okay um and there's a few pitch changes but they're not hard like they're only like a whole step or you know they're not like perfect fourth like huge leaps across yeah Yeah. so it's totally doable the question of it's just a question of chops really you know and i think it's going to be that way for everyone because there's nothing in it that's necessarily like tonal harmony like just like chords, you know, it's mostly like there are chords, but there are added notes that are really like crunchy sometimes. And the voice leading is weird. And there's rhythm that's like really, really articulate and hard. Um, How many measures you told me? Oh, yeah. It's like it's um, I did the math the other day. It's it's above 500 <laughs> below 600. <laughs> Crazy talk. But this um, this child has it's awful guys <laughs> been writing this battle of hoth score mind you this is not a composition project no but it this is, is now <laughs> a, this is a sound recording technology project in which he takes out all the sound from a scene any scene by the way to- expected to be three there's no, there's no other three scene. minutes this, long this no it needs to be at least actually I just we just had the first class yesterday, the first lecture, and we spent like thirty minutes looking at past capstone projects. There was someone who did six minutes, which is like that's it's and, not and, enough. And how long is this? Uh, whatever, whatever. I, how long is yours? Stop. But what but um twenty minutes? No. Oh my god. How long? Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. So twice the mm. longest project you've ever seen. Yeah, but watch the Battle <laughs> of Hoth and you tell me where it ends. If you needed to shorten it. No, I know. Where the heck are you going to end I it? I completely understand. It constantly built. Like, there's literally nowhere to end. I saw someone did Transformers, which, bold. Ooh, that would be All hard. those sound effects, Dang. dude. Oh, Was it good? It was actually very good. Yeah. <laughs> it was clearly someone who spent, like, much time on it. Or was just extremely talented. Um, or because they did their voice like it was it was the scene from the original Transformers with Megatron and Optimus fighting mm-hmm. and they did the voices wow. and they're super pitched down and like it's really cool cool someone else did Wally and it was <gasps> is the scene where Eve arrives oh my goodness so good because wow. because there was it, the music was excellent actually they, the music was perfect but there was a lot of like uses of silence which I very much appreciate where I the mean, sound effects take precedence yeah I mean that's um, the way the movie is. 
Yeah, totally. Too. Yep. But um, just the subtle thing, like when Eve lands and there's this robot arm that detaches and it like types these buttons and then the oh, the pot opens as Eve. They like, it's like so short. It's like, it's like it got all these little movements and stuff and the gravel from Wally rolling a lot. And every time his eyes moved, you know, do this thing. Yeah. You hear like a. <gasps> <gasps> wow. That's cool. Someone did the Lego movie. So cool. So good. Um, so he's basically showing you all the best ones the best to ones. Uh, make you uh, or make you terrified. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> it's so annoying, man. Honestly, like, when he does that, I just sit there and smile because I'm just like, dude, this is so stupid. Like, you don't need to do this. Um, didn't show Justin's though, which is kind of some tea. Ooh. Kind of some tea. Ouch. If it is how it sounded, like there was one time I heard it. I think I heard it at Electric to Paul too. I'm saying so many things that no one understands, but like there, <laughs> no one's there's, listening anymore. Anyway, yeah, there's there's um, there's, nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah, it was his. Hopefully, he never hears this. I thought it was good, but I I think it could have been better. And I don't think he spent he spent a lot of time on it, but he could have spent more more. Like clearly, he did not mean to spend too much time on it. Well, I mean, you're allowed an opinion. Yeah, totally. Um, I think I thought it was. I thought the music was good. Um, he used on the regions. And I honestly cannot imagine anybody spending as much time on this as you are spending on this. Like, I can't imagine. Well, dude, I've heard some things from people in my class. No, no, no. But nobody is composing a piece of music. Not the music. Like you are composing. This is true. But here's the thing. This is actually very interesting. That This is the thing I got away, took away from the whole session where he's showing us these capstone projects. Someone else did The Incredibles. It's cool. Um, A lot of people did animated film, which I never thought of doing, you know. But, um... Anyway, the thing that I thought found very interesting was that a lot of people prioritized different people prioritized different aspects of the film. Some people prioritized the music, some people prioritized the dialogue mix, some people prioritized the audio effects mix, you know. Um, and of the ones that prioritized the music, it was so produced and present in the mix that there didn't need to be that many sound effects. So it's like, I feel like if you commit to one of them really, really, really hard, mm-hmm. the other two will kind of fall. Just think of what I did my last quarter with that project with the music that mm-hmm. was like really mid. The sound effects needed to be really good. What? Oh, I forget that. I thought you were talking the about your other, your other capstone. I'm like, what? You just called your capstone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my other cap. No, my final project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. You had to make the sound good because the music was bad and yeah. there was barely any dialogue. So you had to like fill in the thing. Sure. This scene sequence, this is not even a scene. It's like a whole freaking yeah. act. Um, this thing has actually a lot of dialogue. It has a lot of music. And the only sound effects that are really needed, there's ships, there's guns, there's wa- running, walking, there's droids. Well, barely. Um, there's R2, I guess, if you want to say it like that. Vader's breathing. All right. The walkers. That's literally it. That's literally it. Okay. I, I can't think of anything else except like the um, little minute stuff like breathing and like clothing if need be. But there's not even really anything for that. I don't think. Running around footsteps. Yes. Hissing. A lot of hissing yeah. from the steam coming mm-hmm. out of the walls and stuff. But, I mean, like, it's not going to be that bad. I, I feel like all I need to do is find a few recordings of each and then pitch them differently, mix them differently, and then throw them in and act like they're different, you know? Please, everyone, Very mark down that he just said, it's not going to be that bad. The sound effects. No, I know. The music. But. 
it's the, tough. The way that you spent yeah, well, weeks agonizing over true. the sound effects in that other project. I shouldn't even say it. You're right. Also, but, how legendary is this? I My piece is being played the same concert cycle as a Tchaikovsky piece. We've made it. We've made it, y'all. <laughs> it. It's it's here. At least at DePaul, you've made it. Yeah. All right. I think we're done. Is there anything else I need to say? You got to practice your script. Oh, God. I know. I really you do. You have... You got to do well. I but really do, and you better... You need to do well. Let me really well. do this... Hopefully this bronchitis will go away because there's no way I'm getting through that monologue with this bronchitis. You don't sound, dude, you don't sound as bad as you think you do. No, no, no. It's not, it's, yeah, my head actually sounds better, but I can't not cough without a, I gotta have a cough drop. Like, Mom, have you had you bronchitis? You can edit. Do you know what, do you know how editing yes, works? Yes, but it's a you monologue. You can literally do what, dude, you can do sentence by sentence all by right, sentence. All right, all right. If you need to. Okay, I might need to. There are also scenes where you don't see her face <clears> when <throat> she's talking. So you technically don't even need to line up with what she's saying. As long as like when she turns around or something and her mouth is moving, you need to have it like Also, you need good. to cast oh, a yeah. pretty large role still. Luke. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? I can do it. I can totally do it. You got to sound a little whinier than you normally do. I can do it. You got a low voice. He's not... I don't think he's whiny in this. I mean, but he sounds a little whiny. He always sounds whiny. That's just what his voice sounds like. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I think we're done. But I was going to be Dak, though. So I do need to find a Dak. I mean, that any, is someone I need to find. Anybody can do Dak. That's yeah, I mean. yeah. You know, who, you know who I'm pulling for. Yeah. In the casting process here. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know I'm pulling for them, but I'm pulling for them. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Much to Until think Until next time, we um, probably will record on the Andor finale next. We're going to bounce like a ping pong ball back and forth until we are done with Andor because that finale slaps and we need to talk about it a lot. Yeah, sure. All right. And then we'll get back. Like I said, we'll get back to Bad Batch um, at the completion of an arc. Mm-hmm. Fact. Yeah? Okay. Yep. Alright, so um hey Colin. Yo. See you round, kid. Peace. <laughs>